stop and take a trip down on my block when you see hidden potential young minds sharper than pencil and ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dutch town to south side from penrose to north side from benton park to old north to west end the west side we bless when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up this is Stitch Cast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome to another edition of Stitch Cast Studio, featuring our Stitch Cast Youth Council, discussing a very important topic, how art is influenced by your environment. It's going to be a very dope discussion. Tune in and check it out. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Hey, hello, hello, everybody under the sound of my voice. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitch Cast Studio. I'm your host, Brandon Lewis, and I am accompanied by two dope members of our Stitch Cast. But uh, before we get into everything, we got a pretty good episode planned. We got a pretty good episode lined up. We are talking about how art is influenced by your environment. Beautiful, exactly, exactly. Now, uh, when y'all hear the topic of how your environment affects your artistry, what what do y'all think about? What immediately comes to mind to you? For me personally, it's actually kind of hard for something to come to my mind because I'm a singer. So I don't really like see things per se that um, have led me to sing. But when it comes to hearing things and, you know, stuff like that, I've always heard music. My mom has always played music, whether it's Sunday morning cleanup time, whether I just got in trouble and I got to go to bed. My mom is always playing music. So I really feel like just hearing different artists, hearing different genres, jazz, hip hop, R&B, just hearing those different things and being open to them. Now, I personally love singing jazz. Now, I personally love singing different genres just because I was introduced to that all my life and I've had it around me all my life. So would you would you credit your mother for the reason that you sing all together or would you say that she's just the reason that you're so versatile as a singer? I say she's the reason that I sing, yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. she sing? Yes, actually, she used to sing. Dope, dope. Tag, what about you? What she said really took me back to a, a Saturday morning, summertime, windows open, cool breeze blowing through, Tyrone Davis playing, Muddy Waters playing, Rip Wind and Fire playing, a little Tupac sprinkled in there. Yep. All, while I'm, uh, all while I'm helping my mom and my sisters clean the house. I think it's a multitude of things. There's a twofold meaning to it, like being engulfed with all of those different experiences definitely has impacted who I am as an artist, as well as environment outside of my safe haven. So you have that initial impact of what my mom liked and what she listened to and what was on the TV or what was streaming through the radio. And also being able to have the storytelling aspect of the environment outside my home. You know, having my first kiss at the, the playground up the street, learning how to become a man with the guys who were in my neighborhood, um, having run-ins with the cops, you know, uh, and even having experiences from being at school. You guys can relate to being at school, being around art. All of those different environments have created this microcosm of who I am as an artist today. So I definitely feel like 
environment is a direct correlation to how my art is created. I feel that definitely. I almost feel like it It almost has to be. Like similar to how they say that your uh, standpoint is determined by, or, or your point of view is determined by where you stand. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing with uh, with art, you know what I'm saying? Like, like just, your, just and when I say environment, I'm really thinking about you know, your upbringing, what yeah. you, not just what you grew up around, but how you grew up, you know, everything, everything that makes you the type of person that you are also makes you the type of artist that you are, if that makes sense mm-hmm. or not, you know, so, 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 so if you went through a certain type of trauma, you might be passionate about a certain issue in the world. And to you, that's the biggest issue in the world. Like that's the issue everybody need to be focusing their attention on. You know what I'm saying? Because, because that's what you have a personal connection with. And naturally, if you're an artist, that's going come out in your art because art is expression mm-hmm. or whatnot. Now okay. Tag, you uh Tag, you 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 DJ, you engineer, you rap, you write, you 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 do a lot of uh a lot of things in the musical vein. Uh how, how did you get your start in music? What 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 prompted you to start uh making music? Having people that I look up to doing something that was new and fresh to me. It's almost like that little girl looking at her grandma in that kitchen whipping up that that seven layer pound cake. Or it's almost like that young man seeing his dad climb up under the 76 Camaro and change the oil. You know, it's something new, it's something fresh, it's something that strikes curiosity. And that's how my initial experience with being an artist came about, seeing my older cousins do what was called freestyle. This was my first um, early experiences of being introduced to, to the hip hop art form or the rap art form. I was being unconsciously influenced by something that would ultimately get me into a life of art. So that's kind of how I started in art, watching them pursue their art form through freestyling. Dope, dope. You go to a performing art school as well. How did you yes, How did you get your uh, start in art? What What interested you in going to an art school? I grew. I was raised in uh, South California. I grew up in uh, San Diego, Chula Vista, a very like artistic area right on the beach. So I grew up around just a lot of different arts, whether it's like theater, uh, music, especially music is something I I hold very near and dear to me because that is just the culture that I grew up in where music, regardless of where it was from, was very appreciated. And when I came here to St. Louis, like which is now rapidly becoming one of the spots to Broadway, like this is uh, if you're going to go to Broadway, St. Louis is increasingly becoming someplace you need to go to to study, to go to Broadway. And I came into this and I started going to school in the arts district. And I was like, this is something I really like. This is something I feel is good for me. And I had to audition to get in. And I want to go more into depth in that later about how I'm 50-50 on the whole. Sometimes I feel art uh, is pretentious and that you have to prove the art. And other times I feel like that uh, instills an appreciation. But going to that school i wasn't always like inherently gifted with art i learned my art going to schools and being taught that and being taught appreciation and being taught that i had this part of myself that i really didn't have access to and now i have an appreciation and understanding and now a way to use that art where i see fit Uh, i'm curious about something we won't spend too much time on this but uh, I know that at our school, there were a few years where they uh, kind of toyed with the idea of taking the requirements audition away. How do you feel about that, not having an audition? I am 50-50 on it. At first glance, it's a really good idea. 
But when you get more into depth in it, it does provide a lot of uh, concerns. I think that biggest concern is that we are an inner city school and our, the way our public, and again, this is not really on the, the art, it is on how our public education sees art as more of like, this is where we can put students who we aren't seeing succeeding and we're going to put them in art because we already do dislike art and we do not fund art. So if you were to go to certain schools that used to have auditions and don't have auditions now, you really have that uh, that gap of where they were before and where they are now. And I don't think that's the student's fault. I think that, again, it's the way our perception of art is. And it's like, it's a, it's a throwaway card. We uh, Public systems see art as a throwaway card. And I feel like that is reflected in when you stop doing auditions. Um, that one, I personally... I was kind of like 70, 30 about it because <laughs> what happened to me was like, oh, you know, that's awesome. Anybody can come in and pursue their talent and, you know, just have a great high school experience. But then the other side of me was like, well, not to be rude, but like, if you're not really talented, some talents aren't really like that easy to be taught. Anybody can sing, but not everybody can sing, if you get what I'm saying. So it's like, when I found out that I had to audition, I was excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, if I make it, you know, I'm one of those few that meet that criteria. I'm excited to be there. And then when they took it away, it was like, I'm not really proud to be here anymore. The kids that are coming here are just coming because it's school. Like, you're not here to pursue your dream, to pursue your gifts. You're just here because you made it. And now we got beginners with the intermediate. And so it's just, it was more so like, I feel like they should have kept auditions because that's what made us so special because we had those extra, you know, things about us. So to see other kids just being able to just walk in and experience everything that I worked for, it was like, wow, we're going down the train. Okay. Uh, I'd like to add on to that if I can. I have that yeah. same thing where uh, art, in my opinion, is always for those looking for an escape. Uh, I feel like especially, and I think uh, a lot of us here can agree, is that we go into it, we live in an inner city area with a lot of issues, poverty, violence, mm -hmm. and art is oftentimes an escape from that. Some of the most popular artists out there come from rough inner city areas and art oh. was their escape. Oh. And when they allowed auditions, at least in my school, it felt like that the genre that art is, it's for people looking for escape. It's for people looking to be something more, for looking to be a part of something bigger. It felt kind of tainted to the fact mm -hmm. that now, that safe space, that area that was for people who wanted that out, people who wanted to be more, to be something special, mm -hmm. is now like, it's just another public area, you know? It's just another yeah. space for everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's not like an intrinsically bad thing, but it still it negates, again, like you said, it negates the work we're trying to do to further mm -hmm. ourselves. You know, uh, I gotta be honest with y'all, I didn't like it at all, and, there, and, and and I was not conflicted about it. I absolutely could not stand the idea <laughs> of taking the uh taking the auditions away now i do get that uh on first glance uh it sounds good being able to say that everybody can 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 come but uh i'm not gonna lie to you there was a bit of pride in being able to say i go to a school that not everybody yes. can get to every not, yes. not everybody can can go to the school that i go to you know what i'm saying you gotta you gotta earn your admission to go to the school you know what i'm saying not only was there uh pride in it because pride pride should never be the only reason that you you know what i'm saying keep something the way it is or change something. 
uh, but uh, not 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 only uh, was there the pride factor, but there was ju- just the, the the fact that if you have to audition to get in, then then more often than not, you're passionate about the art that you're practicing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna try. You're gonna take those classes more seriously. You're gonna take art more seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're gonna respect other people's art more. You know what I'm saying? Versus uh, people that, that that just come. I thought that it would be like uh like uh what what's the, what was that show uh, on Nickelodeon uh with with uh, Ariana Grande before she blew up oh uh, something about oh, Vic- victorious victorious, victorious. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go yeah so I thought high school was gonna be like that I had never seen them take a uh like science class or nothing like that so I'm thinking oh 100 <laughs> percent practicing art all the time this is my this is this is for me so when I heard that they might be taking auditions away I was a little worried because as an artist you have more respect for art usually you know what I'm saying you you understand that art is a process you understand that art is expressive you just understand art differently when you're an artist when when you're not and you know what I'm saying like if if you're just looking for some throwaway classes or a scapegoat or whatever you don't have that same respect you're not gonna try as hard you know what I'm saying so so you get things like theater etiquette and stuff like that you know what I'm saying there's a certain way to watch somebody's performance there's they're like do's and don'ts Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying when somebody's on stage it's not about you you don't you don't get to you know what I'm saying yell out yell throughout their performance and all that you know what I'm saying it's not about you it's about them you give them the respect they deserve or whatever you know what I'm saying it's just certain things you learn when you take away the requirement of being an artist you don't exactly get to experience those things the same way uh so Teg I'm curious uh from the outside looking at how do you feel about uh, art school that you would have to audition to get in versus one that you well you went to EI Tech you you went to Extreme Institute I think I think it goes back just piggybacking off of what all three of you guys said how serious do you take your art if you take it serious yo you're gonna be excited about having to uh, to do that performance to get in the school to do that audition to get in the school it's, it's with anything man like like when it comes to acting or, or doing something theater wise you're not just gonna get that role you know you're not just gonna get it man and when you do get it knowing that you practice night and night in the mirror or however you do your practicing and you go in and you knock your audition out of the part backing you up Brandon it's a sense of pride that you get from that knowing that you put this hard work in and you came out with a really great result and I feel the same way about going to EI man like I put the hard work in man and I came out valedictorian and that was something that I felt like it was a result of me preparing even before I went to EI I learned Pro Tools before I even went to EI I was really adamant about learning that software I was really adamant about understanding business before I went to EI so when I got the EI, it's kind of like how you guys felt going into your audition. You you felt sort of prepared. You know what I'm saying? You're not like you got these beginners with people who took taking art serious over half their life. And uh, you start to see it in the results. Um, and I think at the end of the day, that's what matters, the results. How many how many of these people who are coming in here are really taking it serious enough to say, I'm going to learn, I'm going to apply myself, and I'm going to come out better than I was when I came in. And uh, ultimately, sadly, sometimes people who don't take it serious going in aren't the ones who come out victorious on the back end. Definitely. Yes, I was going to add on to what Dick said and what you said, Brandon, and what everybody said, because... Um, as you said, when they took away the audition, that really did hurt my feelings because even in the daily conversations of my peers, you know, when we auditioned, it's, hey, what song are you singing next week or what you doing, you know, da-da-da-da. Now, without auditions, it's, 
which class you finna take. What do you mean? If you have a talent, it shouldn't be, uh, you know, a question of or what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? You came to this school for one reason. You could have went to any other school because every school going to give you education. But to come to my school and then, in a sense, disrespect me by basically not even knowing what you came for. They just I used to do all the I used to want to do all the plays and everything. But after I found out that they stopped doing auditions. Nobody really saw me in plays anymore or like doing anything solo-wise because it made me upset because I'm like, I'm not a jealous person, but I just feel like yeah, I didn't deserve. I've been working like fifth, sixth grade. So for me to do that and then see that you just came here because you got kicked out from another school, well, you don't get the role on stage. You don't get to do this and get to do that. That's my time. And so I really feel like Central kind of took that away from me. And it, it do kind of hurt just thinking about it, it do. I feel that most of one thing that auditions does do is it kind of guarantees that everybody that goes to the school is serious about what they are to do. And that makes everybody around you better artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was at Central, my class was, yo, my class was full of talented people. Like if you was passionate about your art, you couldn't, you couldn't become content. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like the people around you wouldn't allow you to because you will see them get on stage and he'd be like, oh, nope, absolutely not. I'm not about to fade into the background. I'm not about to be a background character. You know what I'm saying? So, and so, so it would just force you to work harder because the people around you so dope. You know what I'm saying? And there was always somebody in every single discipline that, that just, if that was your discipline, they made you try harder. And so, yeah. Hey, everybody, you know what time it is. It's time for our Pick the City Up art interlude featuring an original piece by Story Stitch's own Brandon and KP titled Sneak Attack. From the rapture that them Chuck Taters uh-huh. was ushering in a social disaster. Uh-huh. We died faster in them Cortez. No but once man. some J's popped off, inevitably there was more dead. No Can never see me in no poor kids or no pro wings to the first of 15. Uh-huh. We came so clean. Hustle right. for bread and some crispy Air Forces, That's black and blue joint, Air Maxes yeah. in the Ville where we sport. Can I kick it? It's the sneak attack. Can I kick it? It's the sneak attack. Can I kick it? Until we get the bread to get a better place We gotta pray for better days You just a step away from somebody taking your breath away That was her warning like every morning Open the closet, reach for the Jordans Oh yeah, we can't afford them So I strap up the sketches and let her finish her lecture This the first day of school, can't believe I gotta wear this I'm out the door, at the bus stop I see a couple dudes I knew was out before It don't look like they out no more They in the game, they trying to get paid They might drop out of 10th grade By the time the bus came, they paid 10 ways Stay out here chasing money They got the shoes plus the bread plus the tool case Somebody try and take it from them They look at me and they like, what are those? Oh, now these my other clothes The force is still at home, I rock them later on Can I kick it? It's the sneak attack Can I kick it? It's the sneak attack Can I kick it? It's the sneak attack 
summer clothes I love that watch, I got to cop me one of those Buses here, I gotta go What are those? I don't even know I'm on the need to know And they don't even need to know That these my brother clothes Hope they don't take it wrong But we don't live forever Life ain't long It's even shorter on that corner They be standing on Be taking chances on it They be planning on Cause Lord knows I'm probably still gonna yo, see them Standing yo. up when I get home You somersaults and turn cartwheels To get a deal Not when you a real uh-uh. one From baiting by way of the field My soul is not for sale Don't need no more celebrity uh-uh. Pay me so all of us can eat You know I'm dope That'll be We take no losses or no shorts Kevin Hart like a dwarf Playing Lambo And no it's not no demo uh-huh. Skip a chart, strike a match, just blaze Many men have tried, but I was Don't made this way. way Can I kick it? It's the sneak attack Can I kick it? It's the sneak attack Can I kick it? It's the sneak attack I, I'm interested in hearing everybody's story of how your audition went. What 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 happened when you were auditioning? Uh, my audition was I wanted to recite a mo- well, it was a monologue. You had to do a two to three minute monologue, and I had chosen a monologue from this little play called Death of a Salesman. It's uh, made by very famous playwright Arthur Miller. Uh, rundown of what the the play is about: It's just this uh, mid midlife man with two children. Uh, he's a salesman. And it's just about him hitting the twilight of his life. Him figuring out who he is as a man work-wise, who he is as a man in his family, and just the struggles of who he's going to be going forward now that he is at you know that twilight age of his life. And I wanted to recite a monologue from one of the characters named Biff, who was the son of the main character. Uh, and I just did that. And it took me, I'd say, like two weeks to finally like memorize every word. But then even afterward, I was still like tweaking, still learning, still trying to see how I can best bring that character to life on the stage. And it's nerve-wracking because now that I think about it, the school isn't as scary as it seems it's not as like very academy if you know what i mean but it was still pretty spooky because this had been my like my first time on stage like on a big uh genuine like high-end production theater stage it was it was spooky but i think i got i mean i obviously got it because i go to that school and i just say it's more scary than it actually is i think the uh, i can only attest to the theater acting part of it but when it comes to that the only thing you really should fear is your your performance not don't worry what they're gonna think worry about how are you gonna best bring that character to life ask yourself your own questions not ask them questions that's what i had to learn is i was always asking questions uh for my coach before i went to that school because i uh i'd hired a coach that you know like helped me out who actually started to teach at that school relatively recently and i was always asking him questions but then he, he he taught me ask yourself questions because no one's gonna know the character better than you at the end of the day so that's thing I could say is don't psych yourself out because that's what I did. So um, I was actually really, really, really excited for mine. I remember waking up that morning and I'm like, what song am I going to sing? It took me months to pick my song. So I finally picked the Star Spangled Banner. And I did it like Whitney Houston where, you know, she does all that extra stuff. And that was where I met my um, music teacher, Miss Law. And she was like, hey, how you doing? You can just come on in and whenever you're ready, you go ahead and start. So then she started playing the piano just to see if I could, you know, um, hear by tune or hear by tone or something. And so I aced it. Like, I was just excited. I wasn't even nervous doing it because singing is my gift. It's not really a talent. It's something I've been doing since I was a child. I did it in church. Like, I know I can sing, but doing that audition, 
kind of just really made me believe in myself like oh if this school accepts me if this teacher says I could sing then I could sing so that <laughs> it was just a really good experience for me to um, audition I was just really excited I never really got like oh I'm not gonna make it because I kind of knew I was gonna make it but <laughs> yeah my uh audition process was real real weird so uh I thought that I could audition by rapping. Like I remember uh the prep for it. I remember calling uh calling my mentor at the time, like, yo, if I send you these chords, can you make a beat out of it? I'm trying to do uh, I was gonna I uh I had very minor singing ability and I knew how to play lean on me on the piano. I basically gave him them chords and was like, yo, can you put some drums behind this? I'ma sing the hook, rap a verse, then sing the hook again. And that's and hopefully they'll let me in. So that was my plan. I get there, and, and first of all, first of all, they called me to the counselor office, and uh, the counselor's like, all right, you first, you ready? And I'm like, scared, what? What you mean I'm first? Or whatever, she's like, she's like, yeah, you first. You're on the farthest side of the building, so it makes sense to do you first. And I'm like, no, that's the opposite of making sense. Actually, you send somebody all the way to the other side of the building to get me? Anyway, so I tell them uh, I am a rapper, and they say, huh. Well, we teach music, but there's no particular course for rap. So let's say if you were to do dance, you couldn't just do hip hop. Uh, if you were to take a class with Ray, you're going to learn some ballet and some tap and a little bit of everything. And so we teach more of a wide range of an approach. So what else do you do? And I said, what? My heart sunk into my toes. And I looked around the room and I saw a piano. And I said, I, I know how to play the piano. Uh, they said, okay, cool. I sit down at the piano and I play Unfaithful. My leg was shaking. I guess my leg was shaking because my hands couldn't do the shaking because I needed them to play. My leg was shaking like crazy. I got off and they were like, huh, okay. So you have very good coordination in your in your hands. Uh, good job. Welcome to Central. And that's how that went. That's how that went. I went and I'm not even gonna lie to you. They spoke in a way that I wasn't even sure if I made it after I left. Or I walked out the room and I told the counselor, the same one that told me to go first. I was like, yo, I really hope I get in. And she was like, they told you they'll see you at Central. And I was like, so that man, I made it. And that's my that's my story. It was wild. I thought I was going to rap to get in there. And thank God for, you know what I'm saying, having, having, having more than one talent because I would have been SOL. So for EI, it wasn't really an audition process. You did have to show interest in music, but I will share um, my audition for being able to open up for Nelly at the pageant. So um, I opened up for Nelly, St. Lunatics, Ozzy Smith's son and his band. I had already graduated from EI, but <clears throat> I was still very active with being in the building. I had graduated and I was teaching, I was teaching recording engineering production and songwriting for the Boys and Girls Club um, with Alonzo Lee, who is the reason why Chingy is who he is. And Alonzo Lee went on to win some Grammys, worked with Usher, Janet Jackson, the whole nine. So he has started this pro program called Project Lamb, which is an acronym for literature is music. And I knew about the auditions to, to open up for Nelly, but it was at the exact same time that I had to go and teach this this recording, engineering, and production songwriting course with the Boys and Girls Club. So I'm just like, I have an obligation to do this, so I'm gonna go do it. So I went to teach. They was like, Mr. Integrity, what's up? You 
you seem a little down today. I'm like teaching the course and I'm like, I don't know how they do this because I thought I was just teaching like I normally would teach. I was like, well, uh, I, I, I wanted to go do this audition today to open up for Nelly at the pageant, but y'all are very important to me and I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss this for the world. And they all was just like, look, we love you. You're a dope instructor, but we want what's best for you. Go do that audition. Well, I'm like, I don't know if I can make it. You know, the time was at six. It's already 6.30. I don't know if I can make it. They like, look, we will resume this course next week. Go do that audition. I got to the school and I got in line and it was my turn to go up and audition. So I went in and I did like a two minute rendition of one of my songs. Brandon, you heard it. Y'all are artists, so you can kind of feel like not even walking in pride or trying to sound like you this or you that, but you can kind of feel when the performance is really going good. That flow state? Yeah. Most deaf, most deaf. It's, it's like, uh, the best way I can describe it for me is like, I'm doing it and it's like time seems to, but at the same time, be going quicker and slower and it's like you become something different than who you are as a person and it's like something takes over you. Wow, that was really poetic. <laughs> I know, maybe. <laughs> That's what it feels like for me. Literally. But yeah, I feel you. That's that's what was happening. Like an out-of-body experience. And I can like from their perspective, see them seeing me. The next day, the people who made the auditions came out and my name was on the list. So I got a chance to open up for Nelly at the pageant. It was just a whole, it was like a whole feeling. You know what I'm saying? It just encompassed everything that you would have wanted to encompass. Having a big show, 2,000 people out there, they were singing my song. You know what I'm saying? Jazz vibe, jazz vibe. And it was just a real <laughs> experience, man. My brother-in-law was out there with me and it was just one of the moments where you get a glimpse of seeing how people say your gifts will put you in rooms with mighty men and women. It was one of those moments, So Fire, fire. Okay, so moving along back to environments, and uh, you didn't get to a- answer this question earlier, so I'll ask you now. How do you believe your environment, you, you kind of talked about it earlier, how do you believe your environment affects your artistry? Uh, I'd say it hit harder when I got finally, I, since I grew up around it, I had a pretty, and I'll admit it, pretentious view of art because I'm like, oh, I grew up around it. And I had a, I had an appreciation, but if you know what I mean, a lack of appreciation, I knew what it was. I knew that it was around me. So I just thought it was a part of me. No. Uh, when I got to the school that I, I got into and I auditioned, I was confronted with so many more people who are way more talented than me. And well, I don't want to say more talented. They had understood their gift early on and they had been doing more work than I was doing on my talent and my gift. So I was confronted with the fact that I'm not as good as I thought I was, at least not yet. I'd say that getting it, uh, being around art early on allowed me to have a deeper appreciation for when I finally started working on my art. I think having an appreciation and working on your art are totally two totally different things. Neither one of them, you don't have to do either one of them. Uh, And the, uh, what's it called? T touched on it earlier. Not everyone is destined to do art. And I think just having a simple appreciation for it isn't bad. I think everyone should. So I'd say that my lack of work on my art allowed me to have my moment where I was like, dang, art truly is beautiful. It truly is the, the <laughs> essence of what we are as people. And it allowed me to be like, every, uh, my, my, uh, one of my theater directors had this saying, uh, our talents are a gift from above. And what we choose to do with those talents are a reflection of the gift. 
and it is a reflection of the theater. I kind of live by that motto every day. And when I when I indulge in my art, I live by that motto. And I see I see art as something more than me. And when I choose to indulge in my art, I become something more than who I am. Yo, you might need to write a poem or something. Yo, for real. You me? I'm like, that's so poetic. Right, I'm saying. So I'm deep. Saying, yeah, bro, you might need to write a poem or something. Is it safe to say that, or would we all agree that going to an art form, uh, going to an art school, regardless of the, you know, uh, medium, uh, that it caused us to have a greater appreciation of our art and to take it more seriously? Yeah, totally. For me, at least. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I can ask more questions, but I want to give y'all a chance to ask any questions that y'all might have. You made a statement earlier and it, it prompted prompt me to think about something. You said that a lot of the greatest artists come from some of the roughest areas and in neighborhoods and things like that. And my question would be, are they great artists because they come from those neighborhoods or are they great artists because they try their best to escape those neighborhoods mm. place to make, make good art? I'd say they are great people because they escape from where they are. I'd say that what makes them so great is their honest reflections of society. Just their honest reflections of what a day in the life for what for who they are. Uh, a good example, uh, people like Tupac Shakur, uh, uh, Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent, they all are very popular because they have these honest, deep reflections of, of what just day in the life situations for, the, for, uh, for them are. Uh, like what I think about is a lot, like uh, Many Men by uh, 50 Cent. Uh, not a, a lot of people think of it as like this, this uh, gang banging, thugging like song, but he wrote it and he performs it it was one of his first performed live songs. That song is so big to him because it is a song he wrote just about a day in the life thing. And it's so surreal to normal people. And I don't have any problem calling them normal people because they don't, uh, they cannot put themselves in their shoes, at least not without those songs. And it's so surreal for people and uh, normal people especially because they see that and they see what what he took that situation and what he made out of it he took a situation where he could have died at any day and made it into this multi-billion dollar song that sells out and is still like being blasted on the radio 24 7 and i think that the escape part of it is only a part of what makes that artist so big However, it is still a very big part. Yo, I think it also, uh, I think part of what makes them so big is what they represent to the people that come from what they come from. Yes. Too. You know, not everybody is able to express, you know, what they going through or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So if you hear a song that, that basically details what you going through and this person made it out of that situation, it kind of tells you subconsciously, I can make it out of this too. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. possible. It's, it's, it's not impossible. Yeah, and I think I, think, uh, I would add to that by saying that the, the biggest artists, at least to me, are people that represent things that are bigger than themselves. You know what I'm saying people like people like 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 Tupac like uh like uh like Jay Z who who was uh selling drugs at like 16, 17 years old, had no business being a billionaire, you know what I'm saying, and a multiple business owner, you know what I'm saying, and the humanitarian that he's become. But uh, it's, it's, it's just like, uh, it's this battle rapper that says, uh, had this line, he said, I come from where people don't come from. Uh, just saying, just just saying, the place that I made it out of, we, we don't make it out of that place. 
You know what I'm saying? The, the, where, where I come from, uh, uh, and he says, uh, and I bounce back from the things that people run from or whatever. So, he, so he, he's, he's saying like, yo, people don't make it from where I'm from. They don't, they don't do that. That's not supposed to happen. Like, that, that's just not how, that's not how the game is set up. That's not how the rules are set up. So uh, even, even people like Quincy Jones, who said that uh, when he was making music, that was the only time he didn't feel powerless. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he said he said he he had a, he he lived in a really uh, poor home and his uh, dad was abusive. And the only time that he didn't feel powerless was when he was making music. So naturally, he spent more and more time, you know, working with music and all of that, and became and became the person that made all of this music that we can appreciate and love. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson, similar. A lot of the people that a lot of the people that we appreciate and that we revere came from odds that if we were just faced with, we wouldn't automatically think, oh, I can overcome this. I'm going to get through this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or even even somebody like Eric Thomas, who's the most fam- who, who's the who's the number one motivational speaker in the world, being homeless for a couple years or whatever. He say all the time how it took him 12 years to get a four year degree. And now he has a PhD. You know what I'm saying? So 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 like mm-hmm. pe- pe- these these people overcome the, the very odds that we're going through, you know what I'm saying, to become something greater. And it kind of subconsciously tells us that we can do that. You know what I'm saying? If they can do it, that means that it can be done. And if it can be done, then I can do it. I was just working mm-hmm. out yesterday uh, and I and I, I was I, I was at my limit. Well, I was at my limit. I was at the gym and I looked over and saw this dude uh, on a weight machine and he only had one leg. He had one leg in there on the weight machine working out, doing what he got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like how, how many of us, if we had one leg thinking about working out, these people overcome these odds that we not supposed to overcome Overcome and become something better than we ever thought we could become. You know what I'm saying? They represent something to us. And I think that way, uh, that's what makes them so revered, especially when they gracious enough to speak on the things that we come from. But the big ones, the one, the ones that the ones that stick out, the Michael Jacksons of the world, you know what I'm saying? Those are they them. They are the voices of the unheard. They are the voice that everyone has in them. But you touched on it earlier. They do not have the ability to speak. And I think that that's why, uh, at least I'll speak for community based love, not, not so much as revered and like name, like you don't have to know somebody's name, uh, to appreciate them. I think that that's why certain artists out there are so revered and so loved is because they have the voice that other people have, but they simply do not have the ability to speak. Like not everyone can sing, not everyone can dance, not everyone can act, but when someone out there who is as talented, uh, who is super talented, uh, chooses to speak on that, chooses to make a career of that, and chooses to maintain that level of honesty and maintain that level of analyzation of where they came from to help other people like them. I think that's why they become icons. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would definitely agree with you. The worst thing that can happen when pursuing your art is you get knocked down. And when you get knocked down, it's my personal philosophy that you can only get back up. When you're knocked down, the only choice is to get back up. So just pursue that art. If you're thinking of writing a monologue or if you're thinking about auditioning, if you're thinking about uh, doing a a song or making something, go make that thing. Because the worst thing that can happen is is that it it goes unseen. But the best thing that can happen is people like Michael Jackson, is people like Will Smith, is people like all these very famous people. Just go and pursue it. Talking to me when he say that. I'm saying, bro, you might need to be a motivational speaker or something. No, you got some gifts that you might not know about. And with all that being said, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. If you're interested in learning more about how your environment may affect your art, go ahead and head to storycitrus.org where you can apply uh, to this artist collective here in St. Louis and 
potentially learn more about your art. Thank you for facilitating this podcast again, Brandon. Uh, looking forward to working with you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. Thank you for listening. And last but not least, we want to give a very special shout out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. Stitchcast Studio Season 2 in 2021 is sponsored by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund three-year grant from 2020 to 2022, Arts and Education Council, PNC Grant, and Lush Corporations, the Charity Pot. Peace in the Prairie is presented with support from Missouri Arts Council, a state agency which receives support from the state of Missouri and the National Endowment for Arts. Additional support is provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, Missouri Foundation for Health, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2020, Stewart Family Foundation, and Kranzberg Arts Foundation. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Story stitches.